All right, welcome back to Zero to One Hundred Ball Knowledge Podcast, Episode Five. We're cruising. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listened to the past ones. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this one now, share it with a friend. Give us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you notice, my voice sounds like a little whack today. I recovered from being sick, but my voice is still recovering, so that's my reason. So I'm Caleb, and I'm Ben, and. Uh... I think we got a good episode. We yeah. have a lot of, uh, we're, we're, we're probably going to be jumping around a little bit, but that's mm. okay. It makes it more fun. And with the reviews and everything, be honest in the reviews. Yeah, exactly. Let us know we, if we criticism. Stuff, so if we can, stuff we can improve on. Obviously no one likes to hear criticism, but we'll take it. We'll use yeah. it and then we'll try and make this better because it's a better experience for than you and, and us as well. So. Exactly. So let's get into this. Um, first topic. So I, I, I think I watched a little more soccer than Caleb did this weekend because yeah. he was sick, but fair I enough. slept all day. Yeah. <laughs> so as uh, if you listened last week, um, we, we said we were going to do a team of the international break. Mm. So if you want in your head right now, you could think of a few players who you thought were shining, but uh, I'm going to give you a few of mine. So Go for it. For my goalie, Mike Magnan, the French goalie, <clears throat> he totally saved, uh, uh, saved France in the last few minutes against Ireland. Mm. Ireland... Lost one nothing. It was a real close game. I feel really bad for Ireland because they played awesome. Yeah. But Mike Magnan is my my uh, goalie. But I I'm gonna do honorable mentions later. But I think this guy. So this guy Coling. He's from Gibraltar. He's okay. a Gibraltar keeper. <laughs> he played because Gibraltar played against Netherlands and Greece, mm-hmm. and he saved forty eight out of fifty. Oh my goodness. Okay. No, well, not not saved, but but. <clears throat> Out of 51 shots that Netherlands had, they yeah. only had three goals. Dang, yeah. And that's impressive yeah, for a goalie. Is. Especially a Gibraltar team who yeah. has no te- no <laughs> players that anyone knows. Um, and then they played Greece, and Greece had 29 shots. And Wait, before you keep going, mm-hmm. if dude, if you have a team that is letting your goalie take 50 shots <laughs> exactly. in a game, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, exactly. How, like, at that point, you can't even be... Obviously, you could be furious with your team, but then you just have to accept yeah. the fact that you guys are <laughs> Honestly. Um, okay, anyway, left back. Uh, Alfonso Davies. He plays kind of left mid, left wing back now because we're going to get into how Canada plays later because yeah. being Canadian, we got to support the boys exactly. and they're improving. So, Okay, this guy. My right back, his name is Amar Dedic. And he's from Bosnia, but I'm not playing this guy is going straight to the top. Dang. I was so impressed with... I can't remember who Bosnia played. They won 3 nothing, But without Dedic, they would not have had a single mm-hmm. goal. So he was driving down the right side. So Bosnia play a 3-5-2. So they, Dedic plays as a right mid in that, in that formation. But he was driving the ball up the field, putting crosses. The crosses that he had were perfect. It was more the striker's fault, but then they... They were rebound goals, but without him driving up the pitch and be able to cross those in, mm-hmm. chances wouldn't be there. And then he scored the third goal. So wow, and and he plays for Salzburg, so he's on the up. So he played where Holland plays. So a uh-huh. lot of the, a lot of those guys from the Austrian teams go into better teams in the future. Mm-hmm. So Dedic is a, a nice little shout. And then yeah, shout out to him. Gunnarsson is a Icelandic center back. He scored three goals and got a clean sheet against Luxembourg did better than Ronaldo. <laughs> Yo. Not throwing shade at Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then a little sh- another shout-out to another Canadian. Kennedy, he's another Canadian centre-back who I just thought was wonderful. Um, my CDMs are Rice, West Ham bias, but yeah, he was <laughs> wonderful. He was so <laughs> good against Italy. That goal was class. It was. Yeah. And then uh, Panina for, for Portugal. And then my centre-mid, Bellingham. Mm. You can't get better than that yeah, guy right honestly, now. Yeah, honestly, yeah. The way he can... He can play anywhere in the midfield and do a job anywhere and mm. be the most impactful player. Okay, would you say, like, compared to... not Maybe not everyone else's age, but, like, he, I feel like he just plays like he's been playing for longer than he has, if that makes mm. sense. Like, he just plays maturely. Oh, yeah. Because I always forget that he's young. Yeah. There was something that like he can still win the Golden Boy Award, and that's like the yeah the young guy that's award crazy. until like twenty twenty seven or no something way. like that's that. That's nuts. Like, 
he, he definitely like he plays way more maturely than his age you know yeah and and especially like because he, he captains Dortmund mm-hmm. at, at, at when Royce isn't there so do I think he could be future England captain I don't know about England captain but because England has so many leaders yeah. in that team right now and they're just gonna keep getting better mm-hmm. um my attacking man is Bernardo Silva he was so good for Portugal mm. I think he is the best player on Portugal right now. Mm. If it's not him, it's Panina who's who plays holding mid. Yeah. Um, and then left wing Mbappe. You you can't not put him in. Mm. Um, then Saka, who, okay, let's have a little conversation about this because you sent me a TikTok. Yeah, because like my TikTok is like plagued with Arsenal fans and like them rating Saka so high and I like I I actually I don't. Obviously, I don't like Arsenal as a mm-hmm. Tottenham fan, but I like Saka. Like, I like to watch him. But like saying he's, like saying he's the best player in the Premier League. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. I was actually thinking about that for the past few days. Like, I didn't. I'm not like thinking about it before I go to bed. But like, just just, <laughs> just obsessed with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So not like that. But this season, I think he's the best winger in the Prem. Not best player. Okay, uh, winger I'll player, take, honestly. But best winger, I think so. Because I'm trying to think of other wingers in the mm-hmm. Prem who are like him. Like, Chelsea doesn't have a winger like him. Mm-hmm. Man City, Mahrez has, hasn't been good like him. Or Foden hasn't been good like him. Mm-hmm. Foden's been wonderful. I, I don't want to say yeah. he's not been. But I think Saka's been the best winger in the Prem. And I think a close second is actually Martinelli. On the other side mm. for Arsenal. So, I've also seen... I haven't even just seen best in the Prem. I've seen best in the world. And, like, no. I, I, really? I, I saw TikTok. I, I, it was Arsenal fans, so obviously, okay. like, you're delusional for your own Yeah, club. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm the same for Tottenham. But, like, no... You put Vinny in that spot. I think... I think you, oh, yeah. I think he'd be... be sorry, just as... Uh, What's it? Productive as soccer. Oh, yeah. I think it would be different, but I think he would be just as productive. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think especially because he's so versatile. Because last season he was playing left back. And I mean, I mean, he didn't always play left back, but he was able to be versatile in that way. He's mm-hmm. able to play in a different position that he's naturally used to. Yeah. Being right mid or right wing or whatever you want to call it. So that's my Saka shout. Um, and my final, my, my striker is Rasmus Hoyland. He sounds like Holland, but he's a Danish striker. Mm-hmm. He plays for Atalanta, and he scored all five goals for Denmark Dang. in their in their two games. And I think this guy, before the season, I thought maybe he'd go to a team like Southampton or maybe a Brighton to then get better. If if Harry Kane leaves Tottenham. I would not be surprised if Spurs were in the running for this guy. I'll take him. <laughs> because he's he's a big guy, he's a good hold-up striker, and he plays for the badge for whatever team he's on. So mm. he's, he plays on um, Atalanta in, real life, in, in, in club. But um, I think Tottenham should be eyeing that guy up. So, so watch out for Rasmus Hoyland. Okay, yeah. Um, then a few honorable mentions. <laughs> These can be your reserves, though. Okay, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Okay. So Griezmann, mm. I did. Have you heard about how he, how Mbappe is the captain of France? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did hear about this. Yeah. Instead of Griezmann. Yeah. And I, what do you think about that? I don't like it. I obviously because Mbappe is a much better player, but with the experience that Griezmann has and the fact that he's not at the end of his career yeah. yet is something like Griezmann's always been a leader, and him being able to adapt to a new role of playing more of a box to box midfielder in the French national team. That alone, like him putting his self, like he's very selfless in the way he acts as, yeah. a, as a player. And I think that's very important for someone who is a captain. And although Mbappe is great and he might show that in the locker room, he doesn't show that on the pitch. Right. So I think that that's one of my shouts. And then Scott McTominay, he scored four goals in the two of Scotland's games. Scotland. And Scotland beat France. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. Or Scotland beat Spain. Spain. So Spain's. I was going to ask you about that game, actually. What about it? Just your thoughts on it in general. Do you want to... Here, mention your... Uh, the rest of your okay. subs or whatever, and then we'll talk about that. I have one. His name is Mbong. He plays for Malta. I think... Do you message me about this guy? I think yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. So, 
obviously this guy isn't as quality as like that Dedich guy is mm. or anyone like any other good right back in the world but I don't know there's something about these lower tier guys that I just really like because they all play with such passion because yeah. they they have a driving force that isn't like they're they're not playing for money like a lot of these other guys right. are not not saying a lot of the upper players are but mm-hmm. they have more of a drive to then get there to exactly, reach their yeah. potential you don't, like you, when you're in that position like you're playing to prove yourself mm-hmm. not just to yeah yeah it definitely it, it's definitely a big difference and it's like i don't know how old this guy is but obviously when you're playing for a country like malta you're playing i'm not saying the guys on england and spain and argentina don't play with the same passion mm. but when you're trying to represent when you have the potential to be the best in your best player in your country yeah. and you're surrounded by players of equal playing level you want to be the best in your exactly. country so i think that's i'm not saying this Mbong guy is but he was some guy i saw that could have that kind of potential to be the best in malta mm-hmm. um, shout out to him shout out to shout out to Mbong. okay stinkers bono from brazil and from the brazil morocco game hmm I think I in general I think that game was pretty disappointing. Mm. Just like well, obviously I, I'm disappointed as a fan of Brazil. Yeah, yeah. But just like the teams in general, like because of how far Morocco went, and Brazil had the potential to go further. Mm-hmm. I just think the game was like mm, maybe like not that entertaining to watch. I, I I know I had volleyball during the day, so I caught like the second half of it. But I I just don't think the game was like as entertaining as it should have been. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's what fair. what else do you have to say about? About Bono. Uh, just the way he was passing. Like, I don't know what's up with him. Because he was... I think he was the best goalie in the whole tournament. Mm. Of, the, of the whole World Cup. Over Emiliano Martinez. It, it, was, it was between him and Lavakovic, the Croatian goalie. Mm. But he, his passing was off. Like, I, I just don't think his head was in the game. And then, I agree. The game wasn't... It could have been much more hype. Yeah. If all the players who were playing in the World Cup were playing. Exactly, yeah, definitely. I think Brazil definitely added some players that should have been playing. Yeah, and I I know it's a friendly, and it's good to allow some guys who don't usually have the chance to do it. Yeah. And I think that game just shows that some of those guys who are on Brazil don't deserve to wear the Brazil shirt in a game like Emerson that. Emerson Royale. Emerson Royale. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying these guys are bad, but if... Like, if you take the Malta example, these mm. guys are giving everything they exactly, got. Exactly, yeah. And that passion is such a driving force in the game they mm. play. You think that the Brazilian players would have just as much mm. of passion. Especially for, like, a team like Brazil with such a history of, like, winning on the international yes. stage. Like, don't you want to prove that you're, like, I, I'm good enough to be here with Vinny, Neymar, like, all those people. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, as good as the players that have played there in the past. I don't know. It's just, like, you'd think that with such a good team you'd want to play well and then there's guys like who are playing on Malta who are just grinding like crazy to yeah. you know prove that they're good but yeah exactly um okay my second stinker is Barella which is kind of hard to say because I like I like watching Inter in, mm. uh, in Syria and I really rate him but he was horrible against England in their first game and I didn't get to watch a lot of their second game against I think their second game was against Malta but um Barella, I, he didn't have a good week. Mm. And then my last one, a little shot at Spurs, Pedro Porro. He had a stinker <laughs> against Scotland. He was the reason why Scotland scored their first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any opinion on Pedro Porro yet as an Arsenal fan? Uh, or a Tottenham fan? Sorry, show. sorry, my Just bad. insult me. <laughs> no, honest, I mean, like, obviously I'm a new uh, soccer fan, right. and that means I'm a new Spurs fan. Like, to me... I don't really even know. I don't really have an opinion. Like when I when I even think of like the spur uh, the Spurs lineup, I never really even think of him in it. To be honest, like ah. like I I definitely have a set lineup that I think of whenever someone says like Spurs. Yes, and I, I don't picture him in that lineup. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. No. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Okay. At least like if I'm imagining like the best Spurs lineup or like yeah. the one I just like think of most right if that makes sense yeah yeah okay no that's that's a good thing to say because in the future like in the we're gonna do a little q a later just, i figured just you're you gonna know. ask me of what the lineup was something like that something like <laughs> okay. that actually yeah ben's gonna ask me some questions and test my ball knowledge yeah 
Um, okay, to finish off our inter- our international break little segment here, we're going to talk about a few games. So, the first one I want to talk about, Argentina-Curacao and then Argentina-Panama. Mm. So, something... Before you start... Yeah, go for it. I'm, okay, so you named your starting 11, like your ultimate yeah. team for international break. What What team, like, in general do you think was just, like, the best team of the international break? Ooh. What nation played the best? Ooh. Mm. It's kind of tough to say because some ga- some people played you know more games than others. Yeah, but if you just had to pick one, um, I think the easiest answer is France. Mm. But although I don't know because they played very good defensively, but attacking wise, like Mbappe was terrible in this the second game. But the first game he was lights out against Netherlands. Mm. Um, mm, I think Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Because they dominated Germany. Mm. Lukaku actually looked like he wanted to play <laughs> and it was so entertaining to see the new the new face of Belgium because they have a new manager, mm-hmm. Dominic Tedesco. And something interesting about managers is that this Tedesco guy, I don't know how old he is, but he's not an old manager. Mm. And old managers are usually stuck up in who they play because they have their favorites or whatever. Right. But this Tedesco guy is not like that. He picks the guys who are most informed. So, I like that. So their midfield is completely different than what it was in the World Cup. Their starting midfield was a guy named Romeo Lavia, who plays for Southampton, who's a great up-and-coming c- CDM. And then uh, another player, uh, Amadou Onana or Andre Onana. I... I can't remember what his first name is, but anyway, he plays for Belgium, and he plays for Everton, and although, he's actually linked to West Ham, but although, okay, <laughs> if you just heard that noise in the background, I just blew my nose so loud, and I was trying to be super quiet, but, okay, we're back, let's, okay, okay. keep going. Anyway, Amadou Onana, okay, so, so sorry, the Belgium national team. Yeah. So this guy, he, he'll choose all the most informed guys, which is really... That's the best way to play. You can't be I stuck agree. up on a player who's been good three yeah. years ago or whatever. So, Belgium, the most, not important, but, like, in, in, intriguing team okay. to watch. Yeah. Um, okay, Argentina, Carissa, and Argentina, Panama. My whole For You page is yeah. stick, is, is total just, like, messy. Okay, and I actually wanted to talk, <laughs> talk about that. I think, genuinely, besides just football fans being the most toxic, I think they're the funny like the stuff that i like that little picture of messi as like a goblin yeah it's so funny and then like penaldo pesic all that stuff is so stupid to me but it makes me laugh it's so, so much funny like i i just don't like it's so funny <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe it but it's just so funny to me i used to get so annoyed about the about the pesci thing yeah. but now it's just so it's so funny. Like or like him like farming or like him as a baby with a bottle in his mouth. <laughs> it's so funny. Like oh. So anyway, against Curacao, like Messi was obviously awesome. Yeah. And I was looking at the Curacao team because I'm like, are any of these guys actually professional players? Because I was looking about that like with Ronaldo and Liechtenstein and Luxembourg, mm. and surprisingly, all a bunch of these Curacao players are actually like. They are professional players. They mm. don't play in the best leagues on the best teams, but they're like a bunch of the guys playing like the Dutch league or the championship in, in England or um, another one or like MLS. So obviously yeah. they're not the, the top tier players, um, but uh, it was a good game to watch for me. I love watching Argentina mm. demolish any team. And then something interesting, Canada winning versus Curacao and Honduras. Mm. So Canada in the World Cup, obviously... Did you watch the game against Belgium in the World Cup? Uh, against Belgium, yeah, I did. I was so sad to see Canada not win that game after how well they played. Honestly, yeah. But now I think Canada is beginning to get their best, the best out of yeah. the players. So after that experience, John Herdman is the manager. I think he used to be the women's head coach, but now he's the he's been the manager of Canada mm. for a while, and. Canada's setting up in this 3-5-2 now, which before they were playing more of a 3-4-2-1, which did not get the best out of Canada's attack because the most important factor in Canada's mm. team was Alfonso Davies. Right. But now the realization is that it's not just Davies on the team that's, that's a great player. So their three-back is 
this guy, that guy named Kennedy that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. a guy named Kamal Miller, and then Ulster Johnson, the guy that plays for Celtic. Yeah. And then their wing backs are Davies and Tejon Buchanan, who are wonderful. They just run up and down. And then they're, if you saw on the TikTok, we posted also yeah. a little shout out to our TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. We post whatever. Just whatever. Just yeah. whatever. It, 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 it's, it's a fun thing that you see clips of us not talking for an hour or whatever. Yeah. But anyway. Um, Something great that John Herdman does that also relates to Dominic Tedesco is that he trusts the youth and plays whoever's in form. Mm-hmm. So the three guys are Eustachio and Ismail Kone, who are just great younger midfielders who will be awesome. And then uh, Jonathan Osorio, who plays for Toronto. And then the two up front, Jonathan David and Kyle Aaron. Mm-hmm. You sent me a TikTok about yeah. Kyle Aaron. Um, do you have any opinions on Kyle Aaron or, <clears throat> or anything? I don't know enough about him, but just in general, I think <clears throat> looking back at the World Cup, like the... So the first goal that Canada has ever scored in World Cup mm-hmm. was by someone who plays defense. Mm. So Alfonso Davies, like you said, because he plays in that position, he's busting his butt up and down the field. Yeah, and he was. Would you say he was the best player offensively that we had for the for in the World Cup? Yeah, and I think now that you know, at least for the next World Cup. We will ha- do much better offensively because we have more options. It's not just Alfonso Davies carrying offense and defense. Yeah. So I think taking that load off him will allow him to play more freely, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it allows him to do what he does at Bayern, to right. just run up and down the field and not be focused on shooting the ball yeah. or being much more direct attacker when he's a much more cross-oriented mm. kind of defender Yeah. when he runs up and down. So. I agree. I, I like that. And then, okay, something interesting. Kazakhstan played Denmark. What mm. did you... If you had to just predict the score, what did you think the game would be? <sighs> 2 nil. 2 nil. Denmark? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the score in the 75th minute. Really? Denmark was up 2 nothing, And you know that Hoyland guy I showed yeah. up before? He bagged two goals, obviously. So he scored all Denmark's goals mm. this international break, but... Rasmus Hoyland puts up Denmark 2-0. Kazakhstan, in the 75th minute or something like that, gets a pen. They score. It's 2-1. In, like, the 82nd minute, from, like, 40 yards away, this random dude from <laughs> Kazakhstan bangs it, and it was the, like, you know, have you seen the Roberto Carlos free kick that yeah. just drills it from <clears throat> super far away? It was just like that. Yeah. So then Kazakhstan, it's 2-2. And then in, like, the 97th minute, Kazakhstan goes and wins the game. So Kazakhstan, a team that I've never even I don't know one player on the mm. team came back to defeat it's, it's it's like those TikToks, it's like when the teacher says last goal wins and then yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, exactly. someone just drills it. No, no, yeah. no, exactly, exactly. So uh that was a that was I was watching that on Sunday morning and I was so I love that. That's hype, yeah. And it, uh, it's nice to see teams like that like just like do well. That's sick. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now going into our next uh segment i guess is we're gonna go what is the most important player on the field what is the hardest position on the field and what is the easiest position on the field uh, do you want to start with easiest sure okay you go first striker yeah a- as someone who is just getting into soccer i pick striker on purpose if you mess up you're messing up on the other side of the field mm-hmm. so your team still has an opportunity to you know like set up you know, if you mess up on defense, chances are you're right near the goal. They have an opportunity to score it away. Uh, I th- And, like, uh, because I'm just getting into soccer, my touch is not good. Mm-hmm. So that I think that, that is, like, the hardest thing to adapt. Just, like, getting the ball and going. But once I, like, if I start with the ball, I run up. Mm-hmm. You take a shot. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it. I just think, like, the fact that. The biggest thing is the the messing up thing. It, you're yeah. you're more free to make mistakes as a striker than you are in any other position, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I I'd say striker or just anyone in the front line. Yeah. Or right wing, left wing, left wing, whatever it is. Um, okay, now hardest position to play. Goalie. Yeah. I and I think, not even just hardest like because it's, like when when, the realization I had because especially, coming from someone who played hockey as a kid. The net is not that big. You're in big pads. When you go and stand next to a full-size net, mm-hmm. you're like, what the... Heck? How does someone cover this? But all, other than just, like, the difficulty of it physically, 
when you let a goal in, even if it's the defense fault, that like takes a toll on you mentally and that affects how you play the rest of the game. Oh yeah. So I think like if it's just hard to get on like a bad streak, even, uh, what's that one dude's name who plays in Crystal Palace now? Uh, who just like, I remember I watched a video. I think it was, I can't remember who it was by. Ah, he has a blonde he's a, ponytail. Car- he's a goalie? Yeah. I think well, there's, well, there's Gaeta. Maybe not Crystal Palace. Uh, Newcastle? Newcastle, they have Nick Pope. Oh, what's the dude's name? It's, I want to say like, is he a Premier League? Karras or? Oh, Karius. Karius. Yeah, what yeah, team is yeah. he play? He used... Well, he actually play, I like that ball knowledge. Okay, he okay. actually plays on Newcastle now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of one of the castles. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Him. Uh, like, I remember, like, watching a video about how he had, like, a bad game. And, like, the, yeah. the video, the, the term they used in the thing was, like, traumatized, which oh, might yeah. sound extreme, but, like, it really is. Like, that, that like, takes a toll on you mentally. It's. I feel like that would be a very hard position to, like... Uh, break out of a bad form from you know oh if, yeah. if that makes sense oh yeah 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 exactly like uh he so you're right he does play for newcastle mm-hmm. now but that game where he was traumatized was the champions league final right. against madrid where he screwed up twice mm-hmm. and he didn't play a game since i don't yeah. think like i don't think he started a game crazy. ever since that game and then his first game back was a cup final against united and it was his first game playing not even just for Newcastle, but since that Champions League final. It's crazy. How can... How, I just think that's crazy how you can put a goalie in like that. So wait, that was, his, that was his first game. I believe so, yeah. And that was like recently? Yeah. And I, I, I watched that game. He actually did good. Yeah. I I think in such a story like that, like you make fun of him when it happens, but like you want to see a rebound story. Oh yeah, like definitely. That. Yeah. You, that's when you cheer for. Oh yeah. For sure. Even if you're a United fan, you have to be yeah. like, you have to respect a guy who has who's fell so hard and mm. come back and like, cause I like you could just retire after that. Honestly. Yeah. Like just be like, just give up. But a player like that, who has that kind of determination and who trains so hard mm. after having such a stinker of a game that chokes yeah. a whole city is just props to him. Shout out to him. Shout out Shout to, to Carrie. Yeah. So him you, love. you agree with goalie? hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. And then last one, what is the most important player or position on the field uh i want to say it's general but i just feel like no actually i'll be more i I think a center a center mid is the most important Mm. position just because you're like doing obviously like you're doing a bit of both and as in like playing offensively and defensively and then also just like the distribution that you do of the ball that, I think, yeah, I don't know what else, how else to say. What do you, what's your pick? Mine is a, a center mid, but a uh, holding mid. Okay. A center defensive mid. So, like, a player like Casemiro. I was, or... I was going to say, I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> Casemiro, but he, so he's a center. He's a center defensive mid. Okay. Yeah, so, but because he's so good at being a center defensive mid, his offensive game is incredible. Mm. So, I think, like, a, a player that I watch who is, a lot of people don't rate, Unless you are holding mid, is Paredes on Argentina. He mm-hmm. plays for, uh, he's on loan at Juventus right now, but plays for PSG. And though his the way he distributes the ball um, is something that like if you don't have a player that can distribute the ball, break up play mm. from a t- uh, from a team's offense, your team is screwed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's such a that's such a position that like goes under the radar like oh yeah because you're obviously not like scoring like screamer goals like uh-huh. and also maybe you're not like getting like crazy tackles but like you just have to be good in that position for your team to do well and you need a little bit of everything mm-hmm. you have to be able to you have to be physical you have to be able to pass the ball you have to be able to dribble out of tight spaces if you're being pressed by the opponents attacking or, mm-hmm. or, atta- or attacking mid you have <clears> to be able to provide that defensive awareness that um composure Mm. because if you're in the center of the field and like lots of teams play with they either play four three three with the defensive mid or four two three one with a defensive mid and Mm. the other one's a box to box so you have to be able to have that composure because if another team is playing that same four three three it's often a three v one or a three v two in the midfield so you have to be able to be okay under the ball and and Mm. have that composure like when you look at the biggest teams, what team doesn't play without a CDM? Casemiro, Rodri, Thomas Party, 
too many baskets panino on fulham mm-hmm. which is a really interesting one panino on fulham i i mentioned before yeah. my team of the whatever but um fulham without panino are bad mm. when they play with two box to boxes or a makeshift box to box or a makeshift holding mid who is a usual box to box they don't play as good as they do but panino being put in that fulham team has drastically changed them so mm. i totally agree cdm yeah. Uh, what what do you guys think? What what what's what do you think is the easiest, hardest, and most important position? Mm-hmm. And let us know what position you play. Yeah, exactly. Cause I think that I think that affects like how you look at it. Because oh, for yeah. me as a striker, I can easily say that's the easiest. Yeah. And then also from that perspective, if I was to, if I were to be put in that place of a, a, a center mid. Yeah. I would I would like I would just be lost. Yeah. I would I would allow like <laughs> so many goals to be scored, and I, I don't know. That pre- that's a lot of pressure. Oh, it is. Yeah. And, like, I play I play holding mid. Yeah. So that, to me, is, like, obviously, I don't have the same perspective as someone mm-hmm. playing right wing, but you're you're on the ball. I A CDM should be touching the ball the most mm-hmm. in the whole field, and when you don't do that, you're compromising a, the most important mm-hmm. player on the so that, that field, just, I think. So that just shows me and Ben's difference. Yeah. I, I play the easiest position, and he plays the most yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> But that doesn't mean, I I think the are are, the, even if we play the easiest, easiest and hardest doesn't mean we are either that good or that bad. Like just because you play striker doesn't mean you're a bad player. <laughs> but it can like you think of like when you think of the best players in the world, you're not thinking of a CDM, right? Although they don't get enough credit, you think of Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, mm. whatever. You think of those attacking players. So I think that's something important to yeah think of too. Definitely. Okay, let's segue into some Q and A. I'm nervous. <laughs> we got we got nine questions, I believe, okay. something like that. Yeah, ben, Ben's testing my ball knowledge. And if you guys have answers to, or questions that you want to ask, yeah, if you want me to ask, because this is episode five, mm-hmm. I obviously I'm not gonna have amazing like incredible ball knowledge. Yeah, but episode five, my ball knowledge should increase right now. Yeah. So our, our name is zero to one hundred. I want to be at five. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to be at five. Five to one hundred balls. <laughs> and let's hope even even if you get some of these questions wrong, so be it. Who cares? Mm. You're learning. I'm learning. Um, hopefully this kind of encourages elevates me. Yeah, it, yeah, encourages it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So some of these are about Tottenham. Some of these are just about random stuff or whatever. So first question: What is the Barcelona versus Real Madrid match called? El Clasico. There you go. There you go. That's a good okay, one. Okay, one for nine. One for one nine. One for nine. Oof. Okay. What number does Cristiano Ronaldo wear? CR7. Seven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I know because it's okay. CR7. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Two for nine. Well, who was the last midfielder to win the Ballon d'Or? Modric. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Look at go. you. Look at you. <laughs> Oh, okay. Just <laughs> okay, this isn't this isn't a question that I had, but I mm. think it's interesting. What team did Modric play for before he went to Real Madrid? I don't know if it was the team right before, but I know he was a Spurs player. He was. Yeah, it was. It was a Spurs. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay, that's uh, what are you four and four? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um. Okay, this uh, uh, three of these questions aren't like. They're more just like personal questions. Mm. Three of them are, but. Who did Tottenham lose to in the UCL final? Oh in my goodness. 2019, I think it was. Oh, shoot. I know. Uh, maybe. Maybe, like, I just, like, blocked it out because everyone just makes fun of us for not having trophies. <laughs> oh, shoot. And I just saw a video of. It was Son and his brother, and his brother was making fun of him for losing the game. <laughs> and I can't remember. Can I use a lifeline? Sure. I'll, get- I'll ask you a hint. Okay. What league were they from? They're from the Premier League. Liverpool? Yeah. Okay. It was Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was a shot in the dark. I don't even deserve that question, but I still got it. Okay. I thought, I, because at the same time making these questions, I'm like, I want, I, I'm really surprised you got that Modric one. Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Look at your ball nose going up. Okay. What is one way an indirect free kick is given? Just one? Yeah. 
Just because there's a lot of ways you can get an indirect free kick. But what's one way you think? A foul. <laughs> Handball. Kind of. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Handball in one sense. Who do you think has to pick up the ball off of of it to be a handball? Like, oh, I'm trying to word this to to give you the answer that I have. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Because no one can pick up the ball except mm. one person. Who's the only player on the team that can pick up the ball? Goalie? Yes. Okay. So, I'll just give you this answer. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. What's one way you think a goalie can't pick up the ball? Oh, oh. If, a, if, a, if, a defense, if they pass, pass back. Yeah. Back. Okay, 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 there you go. Okay. Yeah. You basically led me to that but, answer. But that's okay. But, yeah. but now you, so now, in case you're ever playing goalie, you know you, you know to not pick it up or else a team can indirect free kick. Hopefully I'll never be playing goalie. But in case... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but this is increasing your ball knowledge. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Back to Tottenham. Name 11 players on Tottenham. Okay, I'll... Can be I'll, bench players, whatever. I'll think of the starting 11 that I have in my head right now. Mm-hmm. So, Loris, he's back from injuries. He's training right now. Yeah. So, I think of Loris. Uh, Romero. What's the dude's name? Eric Deer? Yeah, yeah, Dyer. Dyer. <laughs> Deer. <laughs> no. uh, I'll come back to him. Emerson okay. Royale. Yep. Hoiberg. Yep. I can't remember pronounce the dude's name. Ben... Kaiker or whatever. Ben Tanker, yeah. Ben Tanker. Yeah, there you go. Perisic. Yep. Son, Kane, and uh, Kulisevsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sw- Swedish guy, I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, Ginger. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kulisevsky. And then, why can I not think of the, who's it? Oh, Ben Davies. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And some subs, uh, whatever his name is, Doherty, Hersharlison, Forster. Although... Doherty is a Spurs player. He's on loan at Atletico Madrid right now. Okay, as of but, now, he's but, but as yes, now. but you're right. He is a Spurs player. I am really impressed. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. Um, I was actually watching Estonia mm. in in one of the international breaks, and there's a player from Estonia who is a Spurs player, up and coming. I I can't remember his name. But he could be a good player for the future for Spurs, who's who's Estonian. So mm-hmm. if he's ever in the lineup, watch out for that. Okay, three questions. These aren't um, to test your ball knowledge. It's just questions I have for you. Okay, now I'm not as nervous anymore. If I you, can relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would be your jersey number of choice if you could pick any jersey number? Nine. Mm. Yeah. A striker. I think so. Because, like, I think it, uh, like with my game right now, Mm-hmm. Just pure, pure not pure number nine. <laughs> That's it. That's fair. Okay. Um, if you could have anybody come to Tottenham right now, who wouldn't be over eighty mil? So like no Holland, Mbappe, or Vinny, or those types of guys. So none of those guys. None of those guys. Man, I don't even know. Actually, pick one who would be one of those guys, and pick one who would okay. be under. I guess. I like that. That I think that's something I have no perception of because like mm. with like basketball mm-hmm. I can imagine because it's like dollars yeah this person's contract is worth this yeah but football man I have no idea if you say the players I could okay you, I guess. <laughs> if, I, if I had to pick one that's like just over that much mm-hmm. man who would fit because we're, we're such a boring team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say Give me, oh man! <laughs> oh, this is tough. Cause there's so many. Good yeah, players. there's so many good players, but I also am trying to think of like who would fit. Yeah. Man, how much is Billingham worth? <laughs> oh, like a hundred thirty. I'll take him. That's right. He'll be there? my he'll okay. be my thing. Okay. If, I, if I'm picturing Harry Kane as still playing oh, like, in this yeah. lineup, I'll, I'll say them. Okay. I'll say Bellingham and then Okay, for my under. Can you name some players that are unders? Just so I have I have uh under something to compare to. Yeah. yeah. Uh let's go like Premier League players? Yeah. Um okay, I'm trying to think. Like uh Lisandro Martinez is under fifty million from Man United. Um, 
like attackers or, or what kind of players? Cause it, it's hard to think of just broad players. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if anything, I would want I would want some defense. Defense, okay. Yeah, uh, like Joel Matip, Konate from Liverpool, um, Man United. Who's another Man United defender? Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, go. Luke Shaw, Juan Bissaka, Diogo Dalo. Those these guys are probably all under eighty mil. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, for Chelsea, Koulibaly, Thiago Silva. Give me Thiago Silva. <laughs> Thiago Silva. I, that wouldn't Give be bad. Yeah. I, I think I think Tottenham needs some experience at the back. Yeah, I agree. And although Eric Dyer is, he's better than he was before. But get him out of here. Get him out. Yeah, Eric Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Dyer. <laughs> okay, if you could watch three people in their prime, again, or who you couldn't see, who would they be? <clears throat> Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll give two different versions. Sure. So just straight off the bat, I'll say Gareth Bale, mm. Suarez, and Neymar. Mm. Just because back in the day, like <laughs> when we would play like recess soccer and stuff. Yeah. Those are like the three guys who I heard. Yeah, yeah. But because I didn't watch football, like I I, I never I didn't get to see them play. Right. Yeah. So I'd course. say them, and then like all time. Give me Pele. Like, kind of, like, you yeah. know, if I could go back in time and watch that. Yeah, yeah. Him. Uh, give me Drogba. Mm-hmm. And Ronaldo. Like, Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, that, that's a good list. I like that. I yeah. like that. Because, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that... I have a Drogba jersey. I have a yeah. jersey, so... You gotta represent. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, unless you have anything else to talk about, we have predictions. Yeah, let's just go straight to predictions. Okay, Man City versus Liverpool. <clears throat> uh, give me Man City. That's fair. I'm excited for that uh, like Van Dyke-Holland matchup. Oh, yeah. Just big bodies. Oh, yeah. I... This, Liverpool games are so hard to predict because you can never know if they're going to turn up or not because mm-hmm. you look at how they play against Man United they beat them 7-0 and then the next week they mm-hmm. lose to Bournemouth like yeah. it's I don't know it's weird I'm going to I'm going to go City too mm-hmm. um, who, who, who's on Man City's uh, left wing uh, Grealish or Foden okay. it's been Grealish recently who do you have in that the matchup Grealish or Ooh. or Trent Grealish yeah, I, I think so. Especially recently, Grealish has been really good mm. since the uh, start of or since the end of the World Cup. Um, who do you got? I'd say Grealish too. Yeah, yeah. Something interesting though. Um, Luis Diaz is training again for Liverpool. Okay. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay. He could be if if they want to push to try and get better. Like I don't know where they are right now on the table, but if they want to get Champions League again, mm. Luis Diaz has to be there. Um, Okay, next game. Bayern versus Dortmund. Uh, give me Bayern. That's I think fair. there's more more higher quality players. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I except I'm going to go Dortmund just because Goretzka got injured mm. uh, against Belgium. And I just, I like Dortmund this year. I, I really want to see them win. Mm. But a thing that's interesting, Bayern's coach just got sacked. Okay. Did you see that? No, I was, I was too I was too busy looking at our our coach getting sacked. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but okay, so have you heard of Thomas Tuchel? He was the Chelsea manager, mm. and he won the Champions League with Chelsea, whatever. And then he got sacked, and he's now the Bayern coach, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the old and now the old Bayern coach was linked to the Tottenham job. Oh really? Yeah, he's a young German manager <clears throat> named. Send him over. Nagelsmann. Yeah, he could. He do something. Who knows? Um, okay, next game. Three games left. Napoli versus AC Milan, which is a nice game. Uh, I'm saying Napoli only because AC Milan got. Yeah. Give me Napoli. Yeah. OC Milan. gonna score a hat trick. Come back to this episode right now. Oh. OC will score a hat trick. Kovara will give two of the assists. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I I agree. I want I want to see that too. Three 0 in that point. <laughs> Please, I don't I don't want to see them win. Yeah. 
Okay, Chelsea versus Liverpool. Man, my bias keeps getting in the way. That's okay. Liverpool. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Liverpool. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I go the same thing. Um, okay, then this one. There's another El Clasico this week, but Barcelona's up one nothing in the Copa del Rey, so it's the second match. So, Barca's up one nothing. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure where the game is though. Dude, I don't know. Like after that first game, I, I changed my opinion. Mm. What do you think, Barcelona? Yeah, I, if 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 Real Madrid plays even somewhat close to how they played, Barcelona is taking yeah. it easily. Yeah. Don't like. So earlier on, when uh, like the like last game when Barcelona beat. Uh, Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey and then they just beat them in the La Liga mm. Madrid didn't learn from the game how Barca play how they mm. I don't know why they can't they just they can't play up to Barca yeah. this season I don't know why and overall I think I don't want to say I think Madrid's better because they're like a few years ago they were much better but now do I think so I don't know dude just give like give Courtois some help boys come on yeah yeah like, don't let him just struggle it there like last time yeah exactly so yeah those are our predictions <clears throat> there is one more topic that I do want to talk about sure yeah let's do it I think th- this this seems kind of obvious but I'll, I'll talk more about it once I just say it mm-hmm. Ronaldo and Messi is the greatest sports debate of all time oh yeah in a sense where I, I don't like the comparison between Jordan and LeBron mm-hmm. or just like cross generational comparisons, I don't like whatsoever mm-hmm. because it's one hundred percent obvious. Pele was playing against bums. Let me just say that straight up. Yeah. Every, everyone now is has way more talent than the people playing, but people still acknowledge Pele, and so do I, because of the impact he had on the game. Yes. And because of how much better he was than his competition, I think if you put Ronaldo in there, he would do double or triple what Pele was doing uh-huh. at least. Yeah. So I think Messi and Ronaldo, the fact that they're two great players like that good in the same generation makes it easily the the closest. Obviously, I still have my answer, but I think it's the closest and the best like GOAT debate in any sport. I totally agree. Yeah. That's, I, I think yeah. it's so stupid. Even like, I think, well, obviously it gets closer as you get cl- like uh, closer to now, but mm-hmm. even like 90s to now technology and training diets all that stuff has gotten so much better yes like i just don't even think you, you can compare no i because I'm, I'm trying to think like the lebron and and jordan one is is something that people compare nowadays yeah but, like the longevity of messi versus ronaldo has been a debate ever since yeah. they started their careers exactly and to see how they have both adapted to their game and made their game their best and how they've 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 shared that table of mm-hmm. just pure dominance in every league every cup every tournament whatever it is they played in mm. and obviously we both have our answers of who we think is best but yeah. but the just just the fact that there is no other sport that c- that can compare to the dominance and rivalry of mm. two players going head to head is is that's what makes it the beautiful game honestly yeah and like <laughs> even like the only reason why MJ and LeBron, I think I think that that's like the second in terms of like popularity, mm-hmm. because I I heard about it, but, but that's also because I was a basketball fan. Yeah, and I'm guess you you've heard of it too, even though you're not you you're not like super into basketball. Yeah, but even when I was not into soccer whatsoever, I still heard about Ronaldo and Messi. That was something I was constantly hearing. Uh-huh. But like baseball rivalry, I could not I couldn't name one. I don't even know any a of them. Baseball player, baby. hockey, I don't know. Like. I just know that Gretzky is seen as the best, but I don't know who, like, there's no debate, really, in a lot yeah. of other sports that is as close as yeah, exactly. Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, and, and there's not, like, like although there's been lots of debates, like, like now, Holland versus Mbappe, yeah. that's the debate. But that debate is superly, superbly inferior yeah. to what Messi and Ronaldo is and will always be. Yeah. And, like... I don't know who it was. Like I don't. I don't. I don't even know if did Maradona and Pele play against each other. But even if it was, it did not have the longevity no, yeah, and definitely. the hype that. Again, they were playing against farmers. And Honestly, stuff. yeah. Like, there's like, that joke, but it's like yeah. I get it, it. Can be annoying when people like say that, but it's true. Like, like and, and 
I don't know, like the unathletic people that they were playing back then. Like, yeah. Obviously, Maradona and Pele, like their touch, their skill was amazing. Yeah. But like, so is an average like center back who's playing now. Like you have to be that good. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like they're as good as each other, but I just think like you you shouldn't compare skill. You should compare like impact, and obviously Pele and Maradona like have had like the biggest impacts on the game of all time. Right. And as like I'm, I'm trying to think. The way that so many, like, because when you're, like, when Brazil played, or when, when Pele played, it was only playing against guys from Brazil. Yeah. But you think of Champions League, and, uh, I mean, okay, Saudi Saudi League is not fair. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that is just a lot of Saudi Arabian guys. Hmm. But for Champions League, they're taking the best of the best players yeah. from all around the world, from Asia, Okay, well, I'm not saying there's a lot of great players from Asia, but if, if there are, it's the best players from Asia right. or the best players from North America or Europe or Africa, whatever it is, and it's the best players that Ronaldo and Messi have been going against for the past 20 years, mm-hmm. that's much different than playing against guys from Brazil, which I'm not saying, I'm not disregarding Brazilian players, mm. but the fact that it was only Brazilian players rather than the best players from England, Germany, right. Italy, whatever, just all combined, that shows the dominance Definitely, these yeah. players have had. And... Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I like that show. Yeah. L- let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Because, I, like, obviously, I think, like, everyone has their answer, Messi, Ronaldo. Right. But I think, honestly, everyone would agree. Like, that is the best go debate in any sport. But also, just, obviously, the best go debate in, in football. Yeah. So, let us... Who's some other, like, debates you think that are close or, like, upcoming goat debates yeah i don't know because i like a lot of people i'm not saying this is a close debate but like the gavi and pedri versus mm-hmm. xavi and iniesta like that's like like the the regens of those guys mm-hmm, yeah who will eventually be better like mm-hmm. those types of things but they don't or like Neymar versus ronaldinho like yeah that's not what messi and ronaldo are mm. at all yeah, yeah that's it episode five that that was a jam-packed that episode. was um Again, join us next week again, or if you haven't listened to the other ones yet. Yeah, go go take a listen. It's not like uh, these things are very like I mean like we we do stars and stickers every yeah. week, but um, we might have an underrated player that you've never heard of. And Honestly, then, yeah. Then there you go. Give it's it, crazy, it like, dude. After like, like the fir- the difference between the first and second, second, third, third and fourth, like it just gets better every time. It does. In my opinion, it yeah, does. it gets no, better. I totally agree. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah, let us know what you think. Give us a review and. Check out our TikTok, Instagram, and yeah, Yeah, check it all out. Okay, see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.